Welcome to Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. What's up? It's your man Chad here, chilling in the beautiful and uh, spacious and uh, what's the word? Um, eloquent? No. Uh, opulent. Opulent Life, Love, and Hustle Studios here in Frederick, Maryland. And today I'm joined by two dynamic young ladies. I call them young ladies so I don't get beat up. You know what I mean? Uh, coming from <laughs> coming came, coming from uh, Cape Coral, Florida, they are the founders and they are the owners and CEOs and all-around boss ladies of uh, the Kava Culture Kava Bar. And uh, they have a really cool product. They have a really cool business that is growing by leaps and bounds. Um, and I actually got to try their some of their drinks and their drinks are amazing and i think it's going to shake up uh, the soft drink world and even it may even might maybe get some of you folks off that liquor but we'll see what happens listen i want to welcome to the show this is uh this is carolyn and jacqueline the queens of Cabo culture welcome ladies thank you thank you so to be here yeah good stuff good stuff so introduce yourselves to everyone who doesn't know who you are uh, I'll go first. This is Caroline Rusher. Um, I'm one of the co-founders, the younger of the sisters. Um, I'm uh, a traveler. I live on my sailboat. I'm the creative powerhouse of the duo. Uh, and happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah, it's, I am Jacqueline. You might be able to hear a little music here in the background. I am hosting a birthday bula in our location. I'm the CEO of Probable Culture and Botanical Brewing. And we have one of our honored employees here. It's her birthday. And so in the background, probably some bulas and some music as they kick it off for her. But I am boots on ground here. There's two. She said, she, <laughs> she said, she said, go shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to cover like it's your birthday. You, you know, you can have that. That's free today. We're going to cover like it's your birthday. That's yours today. So welcome to the show, and um, I came across you guys from uh, from the booking agent who was uh, looking for uh, some shows to uh, to to spotlight some phenomenal guests on. And the minute that I read about you and your company, I wanted to have you on. I love innovators. I love disruptive um, products and companies, and I think you fit the bill for both. So. Uh, give me a little background on you guys um, and how you got, and also what the background is on the Kava Root product. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I kind of pride myself on being on top of the, uh, you know, the health and nutrition space, but I've never heard of this uh, Kava plant. So give us a little background on the Kava plant and how you guys came to uh, want to get into the business of, you know, of, of the elixir business. Sure. So, um, I found Kava about ooh, 15 years ago now. And, um, there was a few Kava bars in Port Lauderdale. I was working on mega yachts as a chief stewardess. And it was a very, very grueling job. It was 20 hour days. 
you know, seven days a week, you didn't get a break and very stressful. Um, so as I'm sure, you know, billionaires like their stuff and they like it now. So right. <laughs> I, I was, um, I had a very high cortisol level and extremely stressed and I couldn't sleep anymore. And so one of my friends was like, oh, have you tried kava? It's great for sleeping. And I was like, what's that? And she took me to a kava bar and I tried it and I slept for the first time in weeks. And I had like wow. the most amazing sleep of my life. And I was like, well, what is this, you know? And uh, so I started going back and then I fell in love with the community. And at the time, kava bars were a little bit like underground, I would say. Um, so the environment wasn't the best. I loved the people. I loved the product, but I didn't really feel that comfortable there. It was kind of like a frat house vibe. And so mm. I approached Jacqueline and was like, we need to do this in a new way. We need to bring this mainstream. We need to bring Kava to the people because every friend I brought to the Kava bar didn't feel comfortable there. And mm. so I was like, okay, there's something to this, right? They're not even willing to try it because they don't like the environment. So yeah. I wanted to create an environment where everyone felt comfortable, you know, where you could literally take your grandma or you could take your date and, you know, it was going to feel safe and warm and inviting and, you know, you could go meet friends. And so my sister, Jacqueline, was, you know, the big head honcho business woman in that worked at the bank. So I knew I needed her to make it work. <laughs> and so it was about five years um, until I convinced her to go into business with me. And uh, the rest is history. We opened our first in 2017. Um, we had Hurricane Irma come through literally almost on the, the day we were supposed to open. So oh, well. it put us back. The eye went right over our first bar. Um, so it put us back about a month. Um, but yeah, then we opened in October of 2017. And since then, our plan was always to franchise. I did learn along the way, working on yachts for 10 years, you know, what made people really successful. And there was a few things that really stood out to me. And... One of the biggest ones was once you get something that works, don't change it. Just duplicate it. Mm -hmm. And that's really the heart of being able to franchise is having a, a duplicatable system. And uh, from the time that you guys started, like it's wild that you've gotten to the point to where uh, your franchisable system now, you know, some people it takes them like years and years. You, you, uh, it, it didn't take you a long time at all. So, um, how were you able to get these systems to the point to where you felt confident and getting them packaged up and being able uh, to sell it as a do like as a done for you business model? So from the very beginning, before we even opened our first bar, that was our plan. So mm -hmm. our very first business plan before we even opened our doors, we looked back on, and pretty much all of those things came true or exceeded it. And we built it knowing that we wanted to franchise. So the way we were thinking yeah. about when we were setting everything up was how could somebody else take this and make it work? And so I think really a lot of it has to do with the, the, 
the why behind it, right? Like our why was always to bring kava to the people. And we knew we needed other people to do that. And so, um, yeah, we, I think it has to do with the intention behind it a lot. So, um, I had the, I had the founders of Warehouse Cinemas here recently. Um, and one thing that I discovered about every great partnership is someone's a left brain, someone's a right brain. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rich Dogtrich, uh, he considers himself, uh, the right brain. Well, which I think that's, that's the, that's the big picture side. Like that's the, um, that's the visionary side, I believe. And then his partner, Greg is the left brain, which is the systems and, uh, and, and the, the logical side. So, so who is who, which one is the big picture and, uh, which one is the systems and operations? Um, Caroline, I'm the uh, big picture thinker, the creative side of it. And Jacqueline is the one that makes all of my crazy ideas work. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I would say it's not all of them. So we look at it more like visionary implementer. And mm. from an implementation standpoint, Caroline comes up with, like, fantastic ideas. She just comes up with so many of them. So... You know, there might be like 20 ideas and I will narrow in and be like, that one there, let's do that one. So I think that's what's worked with us for the last few years. And and I think now we're really perfecting what we do and, and you know, having larger channels. But really, we do exactly what Caroline's saying is we, we kind of reproduce that model that we've done and just tweak it and make it a little better every store we open. And you're up to how many stores now? So we have eight corporate locations and we have three more corporate that are being opened right now. So it'll be 11. And then we have five open franchises and another 15 or so that are in production. So over the Wait, next so few you... months, we have we have quite a few openings. <laughs> Whoa, hang on. So, so you have almost 11 that you own corporately? Yeah, yeah, my sister and I. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Then, then you've got, I think you said, what, like, seven uh franchises either open or preparing to open right uh about, no about 20 so five of them are open yeah oh uh, that's amazing what is going on yeah. over there okay, wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait a second all right, evolution. Well, right? I mean, clearly it is like you know, what do you feel like is going so well for you guys i mean like aside from uh the the business model itself like you said um you know, Kava's brand new. Um, so what do you think is driving all this growth, like, aside from the actual business model itself? I think the biggest thing is we're fulfilling a need that was there that people didn't realize was there. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people, including myself, I'm sober. I stopped drinking um, shortly after I started going to Kava bars, actually. And it was no longer serving me in my life. And I believe a lot of Americans are feeling that either they're drinking too much and they want to slow down or they want to find something else completely. And so living in such a high stress environment as America can be, um, most people need something to relax and unwind. So a lot of our research showed that that's the reason why people were drinking was okay. to have that decompression at the end of the day, that 
unwind, that relieve of stress. But actually, alcohol doesn't in the long term, right? It creates right. other stress problems that makes you not be able to handle stress as well over time. So kava does the unwind and the de-stressing without the negative consequences of alcohol. And so a lot of people come in there thinking it's a normal bar. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't mix kava and alcohol. So we normally tell them, you know, come back another day, try it. And some of them do. And then... Then they become regulars, and then they tell everyone they know because it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, like I said earlier, you guys were gracious enough to uh, to send me a few cans of the product, and I got to tell you, it's pretty amazing. I love it. Um, you I, and you have a line now that's uh, CBD infused, which was mm -hmm. great, and um, I got the I got the best sleep of the week <laughs> with, <laughs> with that uh with that particular product but what but uh what's so special about this kava plant though uh and why is it getting so much uh so much attention and um how is it because you you made a pretty strong when i first talked to you about actually being a replacement for alcohol so just uh, uh go into a little more detail about the plant itself so kapa is a root from the South Pacific. So it grows in regions such as Vanuatu, Solomon Islands, Hawaii, uh, and a few more. Those are the main ones that we get are, oh, and Fiji, mm -hmm. sorry, I forgot Fiji. <laughs> and they're, they're a big supplier. That's why. Gotta shout out to the Fijians. <laughs> uh, so traditionally it's been drank there for at least 500 years, probably thousands of years. And it was mostly a ceremonial drink. Um, but in modern day, it's become more of like a social lubricant, we call it. Hmm. And so it makes people feel calm, relaxed. It gives them, gets them a little more chatty, um, similar to alcohol, with, but without the inebriation. So it doesn't affect no. motor skills in the same way. Um, and you don't really continue to get more tipsy, if that makes sense. There's a limit that's much lower than alcohol. So you can drink it and you can feel that like calm, we call it the plant buzz, but you're never going to get drunk, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. So, and you have no hangover in the morning. So a lot of people over the age of 30 like that. <laughs> Now, now, when you have these bars, so uh, walk me through uh, when you open the bars. So um, you guys are importing the Akava product, right? Uh, we don't import yet. We buy from okay. stateside suppliers that import, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Okay, so so you received the product. And um, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think you mentioned when we first spoke a while back that uh, the Kava bars are the actual, do they, they produce the product also or do you ship them the product to sell? Yeah, so we make the product on site. So we do have brewed batches where they have custom recipes and they do it kind of like a cocktail, mocktail style those are in the bars and then we also do the canned drinks and that's done through our brewery operation botanical brewing so the ones you tried are our botanical brewing uh, arm okay okay so mm -hmm. so each so each kava bar brews their own 
their own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part. Yep. yep, yep, that is the main basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do supply them. So we buy in bulk and supply all of our franchisees so they don't have to worry about getting products that are, you know, not tested properly and just subpar. Mm. That's something that's pretty common It is, uh, you know, subpar products that really are not going to be the best for everybody. So we make sure that that's tested for impurities and, um, you know, microbials and things like that. Now, how do you develop um, the signature drinks that the uh, combo bars feature? So I assume, yeah. you, you know, you know, with a, with a franchise, I assume it's pretty standard across the board. So uh, they all have basically the same drink. So how do you, so how do you guys create these drinks? Yeah, good question. So Caroline started some of the first ones. She was out there batching in her kitchen to figure out this, like the perfected recipe. And really, over here. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and now, so those are some of the secrets started there. And as time went on, you know what we do. So that's the base of the drink. But then our our cocktails, we actually do award ceremonies for our cava tenders for seasonal drinks, and then we kind of put together the best drinks each year for a new menu. So we've run like three different seasonal promotions for them. So we had you know the summer drink menu where. Across the board, all cava tenders could enter their favorite drinks, and then they won a T-shirt and a photo shoot, and you know they got their drinks on that seasonal menu. So we've now done it three seasons in a row, and they love it. We had like fifty entries of these drinks that we needed like three drinks from. So it was a lot of you know tasting, which was very tasty here at HQ, but they really get behind yeah. it. So signature drinks by cava tenders for our seasonal has been really awesome for them to really feel like because they're always concocting behind the bar. Right. So they're playing yeah. little recipes. And so for them to be able to showcase it has made them super proud. Well, one day I'm going to, one day I'm going to fight one of those recipe guides. You know, I'm going <laughs> to uh, have my own little kava kitchen here in Frederick, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who, who are the ideal, um, who are the ideal team members for you? So uh, if somebody wants, to become a franchisee, like what kind of person are you looking for uh, uh, to become one of your one of your new flag bearers? Yeah, I mean, we really want someone who has the passion for it, and somebody who wants to continue this, you know, lifestyle across the country. So that's what we've seen with the franchisees we have is they've come into one of our cava bars and they go back home to Michigan or Ohio or Pennsylvania. Texas and they're like oh I wish I had a cobble bar here you know and they start reaching out and that's been the best ones I say is that they really want to provide that community feel our bars are very you know based around a group of people that are looking for connection and community not necessarily just the drinks so the drinks will help with socialization and you know energy focus but really why people are getting together is to connect with each other and they need people they you know friends and so the person who who mixed that and really wants that for their community tends to you know to be a great franchisee. Then we also have ones that just look at the numbers. So they look at the numbers. They're like, I can find passionate people, and that's how we want to grow across the country. Well, that sounds. It's good to have that avatar. So it, I mean, you you're seriously blowing my mind here with just how well run this organization is, just being relatively new in the space i mean you guys are talking like you've been in business for 30 years <laughs> <laughs> well we have it's not this <laughs> oh, right right it's, not this it's right on <laughs> I got you. 
Well, no, but we know that it, it, it's almost like I always say: if you develop a certain a certain skill set, you can transfer it across businesses. It, it doesn't really matter what the business is. It's like if you know how, um, if you know how to gauge a market, if you know how, um, if you know how to manage numbers, and you know how to create a great culture. I mean, you know, you can succeed in almost any business. Absolutely, it's it's okay. really the same. Same principles that create success, I think, across the board. So what do you feel like those principles are, in your view? Um, I like that, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy who has that show, The Prophet. He talks about people, people, uh, oh my gosh, now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure at all, no pressure at all. So three P's. Oh, people, product, profit. So like the people you have behind you, the product that you're selling, and make sure that it's profitable. Uh, I mean, I like, to me, I think that my, something I talk about all the time is getting, not always trying to get better at what you're not good at. I think channeling what you're good at and really like reaching for the stars is what we, on a daily basis, I talk to the teammates about. You know, being in the right seat, making sure that you're passionate about something is probably going to be what you innately want to do. And so I'm, we focus a lot on that as we grow and as we've scaled the company and as we add new seats, we're constantly adding new staff and, and new seats as we grow. And, you know, next year we have plans for 80 locations, you know, signed. And so that means there's more growth, more, uh, more people, you know. And so that's, you know, if, when I have an interview, that's one of the main things I'm asking. What do you love to do? You know, if you you can tell me what you like to do and what you think that I want to hear, but I really want to hear what you love because that means you can reach for the stars. You're going to be able to jump a lot higher doing what you do best. I, I want to help you get better at what you do well already. Um, you know, I'm I'm not as interested and in, and I look at it for myself that way too. Every quarter I look at you know what is it that I'm good at and what is it that somebody else should be better at, and you know we really we really do a lot of that here company level. <clears throat> you're seeing all the right stuff i'm loving it so far this is good stuff <laughs> yeah and i think you're i think you're right on the money when you say that um one of the best things that you can do as a leader is to help someone become better than they are you know i think it's um it's got to be a healthy balance of um managing numbers and people i and, and i don't think you can really like manage people uh, I think people self-manage. I think it's up to leaders to coach them to be their best self. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. um, how has how has your coaching evolved over these past few years of uh, as you've grown your company? I think that I my coaching is more aligned with getting to know the real person, but also finding people who are really good at what they do. So I don't really take much credit for how they got better. I look at it as more of a channel to allow them to grow in a, in a position that makes them better. So as they get more experiences, uh, one of the things we've done is allowed people who are pretty new to be in business, um, be able to start their own business. We've also done the same thing with our COVID tenders and managers. We've had, we have a pretty young staff, I would say, um, and we've given them chances that maybe others wouldn't have. And kind of giving them the test, like they show that they can do it. And we just, you know, allow 
people to show us and, you know, give them the opportunity if that's the case. So that's something that we've, we've really evoked a lot with. I'd also say that we use the disc profiling a lot. So we look at people's like innate nature and, uh, funny enough, when they start with us, usually they're, it's in the interview process. And so they're, I think they might be trying to, I shouldn't say pretend, but you know, they're, they're putting in there who they think that we want to hear perhaps, or who they think they are. And after being here for about a year, they, they redo it and they, their true nature really comes out in that year. And so for me, that makes me feel really proud. It's the ideal self versus the Uh real self. So it's who we think we are in our head is the ideal self, right? And then the real self is who we actually are on a day-to-day basis. And we all have it. And most people think they are the ideal self. So you ask someone, oh, do you go to the gym? Oh yeah, all the time. How many times? Oh, like three times a week. When really it's once a month, right? But they're thinking what they want to be, not who they actually are in this present day. And so I think that's like pretty common with people when they're trying to grow and um, become that person, right? They want to be that ideal self, but they're not actually there yet. Well, mm-hmm. we're talking about um, the disc profiling. I actually just, I just pulled mine up. Now, this is just from a from from a few years ago so you know people yeah. always, people always evolve so i don't know if this is still uh this still fits me at this point in my life but it looks like i am a small i big d so i'm a i, I have an id style influencer yeah i knew it yeah i could usually tell by personality oh is that right would be in that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i yep. stayed in my head before you said it wow okay look at you knowing things you didn't, you didn't, yeah you, i love you it you don't know me that means you're being authentic you're being authentic in who you are well i always um <laughs> well when I, when, I, when I was taught a long time ago um to always show up to any room as who you really are because uh you're gonna get found out eventually if you don't oh uh-huh so if i make if i make 20 20 good connections based off of a persona that i create you know when i eventually you know get comfortable and turn into who i really am they're all going to be lost you know it's going to like in the fight world when i used to when i used to uh i used to wrestle and i used to uh coach combat athletes um if you come into a fight as a wrestler but you try to be a striker you know you might be able to stand up for a while but when you get hurt you're always going to turn back into a wrestler <laughs> yeah yeah you're always going to go back to what your nature is so if you've always been a wrestler and you've learned how to be a stand-up fighter when you get hurt you're always going to wrestle you know so i've always tried to come into every room as exactly who i am so you know down the line you know i think it helps you maintain respect and maintain relationships when people mm-hmm. know that you are who you say you are and who you present yourself of as at all times and even if that takes me out of some rooms i'm okay with that because i'd rather mm-hmm. be welcome in a room for who i am than welcome in a room yeah. for 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 who i've made you believe i am mm-hmm. so yeah that's deep. interesting like study they did on so every emotion has a um, uh, an electro uh, frequency. Okay. And so, what would you think was the highest frequency of an emotion? Fear. 
No. So uh, negative emotions are usually more dense, so they're at the mm. bottom. So it's, it's like a positive emotion would be at the top. So what would you think would be the highest? Joy. Joy? joy? Okay. Joy. Most people say love. Lo love. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Most love. people yeah. say love. Actually, the highest, uh, most powerful emotion is authenticity. And it's oh. over 100 times higher frequency than love. Wow. wow. I thought authenticity was an emotion. I learned something, yeah. learn something new every day. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So if you're being authentic, that's very powerful. I love it. I, love it. I, I didn't know that either. I have a, I have a high vibration, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. So now are both you guys, now uh, what's your marital status? Is it, are, are you guys married uh, or like uh Single, uh, what's going on out here in these streets? <laughs> I am engaged. I have been for a while. I've been with my partner for 10 years and I don't have a need to get married, but we will get married. I, I don't have time to plan a party is the problem. Are you going to plan a wedding party? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our mother is Swedish. So we're, we're very Swedish by culture. Yeah. And it's not really a big thing to get married there. It's kind of... Mm. So neither of us have gotten married. I'm also in a long-term relationship with my partner. Um, his name's Hamish. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So now, now, do either one of you have, have children or... Jacqueline, yeah. 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 The the big I got a gazillion big mom gazillion <laughs> how many kids you got Javelin? No, not really. So uh, my three children are twenty four, twenty, and eighteen. But I just recently took on fostering some littles. That's why I said a gazillion because mm. they're seven through actually eight. I, he just turned eight, three, and a newborn. <laughs> oh wow! You took yeah. took on a newborn. I took on yeah the siblings so the sibling group. I wanted to be able to keep them together. It was a, oh, a friend of the family had, you know, parents were having issues, so I said they could come down and be with us, and so I've had them for about three months, hmm. and I can tell you, running the company with those guys is a lot harder, so I forget what it was like to be a, a mommy of babies, and little, and, right. you know, it definitely is more props to the, the moms that have littles. <laughs> I feel like I went past that stage, and I was ready for grandmahood, you know, in a few years, yeah. but here I am. <laughs> well, well, I, well I, know it's, I know it's way different. Uh, as an entrepreneur, when you're also a full-time parent, uh, yeah, you know, or or you have a you have a long-term partner or a spouse, um, how do you how do you balance it all? And and uh, you know how do you balance it from uh, trying to be all things to all people? Our company is very like family friendly, so I think one of the the biggest things is like we're we're happy when people bring their kids, you know. Um, if they need to, and Jacqueline brings the kids to the office. We're also very dog friendly, so please bring their dogs to work. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's the the employers we always wanted to work for and never found. So <laughs> 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 we created it. So you've become the yeah. employer you always wanted to work for. That's good stuff. Yeah. 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 So flexibility is it? I mean, it is hard to to juggle all, and so. I mean, I do have a lot of extra support because of my big kids. And, you know, the, the staff here love the little guy. I bring the baby in with me if I come into oh. the office. So, 
because he's so little. He's still yeah. he's about a month old. Yeah, so he's he's a little guy. <laughs> well, I remember when we had our gym um, years ago, and um, our son was just real little back then, and uh, he ended up becoming like the gym mascot almost. He, he was the gym. He was our best selling tool. <laughs> right. You know, you join the gym to get to see Dante. Who does the love kids? Exactly. More <laughs> places need to be more kid friendly. Yeah, for, for for sure. Kids and pets, um, for sure. There was uh I had a client um a while back at the at the gym and uh he always brought his dog with him and uh his it, it, it was the most well behaved dog. It was just Find a corner, would lay down, and and he always knew when the session was over because then he would get playful. Uh, so he started bringing toys, and I kept the little uh, a little uh, a bed. I I got a, a dog bed, and I kept it in my office, and I had some toys. And then I just throw the ball around the gym because at that point, when he trained, there was no one in the gym after he came because he came late mm-hmm. morning. So then you know, early afternoon was usually you know our uh, our. Our, our administrative period. So I just throw the ball around and he go run around. He, he used to love it. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, our our brewery here where our office is, so the Botanical Brewery is a tap room, which is one of our, you know, Kava Culture run locations. Mm-hmm. And it's very kid-friendly. It's to the point where there's so many kids now, we bought a little playhouse, so they have their own area over on the patio. So they nice. can, you know, be in the kid, the kid zone, the adult zone. And we see, you know, grandpas here, we see grandmas, we see babies, we see, you know, all walks of life. So it's really cool to have that cross-generational, you know, connection. We have some customers that come in that the mother comes in, the the daughter and son, and then they bring their kids too. So I think it's really helping families stay connected. We also have a lot of people who will, you know, have family visiting and, you know, granddaughter will say, well, grandma, you know, let me take you to where I hang out. And so it's really fun to see them introduce it. And it's kind of new and kitschy, so they have a they have a great time with it. That's actually some of our franchisees as well, uh, parent and sibling, or not not just siblings, but parents and children. Yeah, that are going to run it. Mm-hmm. It's a whole family owned business. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So my kids work in the business. My big kids, my twenty four year old has opened his own location now, so he has a lease that's getting ready to be signed. And my twenty year old does marketing. She's done. The cob attending and uh, went into the marketing route now. And my little one, my 18-year-old, she was doing some stuff in, in our botanical brewing arm. So she's more in shipping and, and office management. So, yeah, it's really cool to, to see them, you know, also do what, what we do for our employees and trying different things within the companies. Well, you ladies have a phenomenal business. You've got a phenomenal story. I'm looking forward to seeing more big things out of you guys and um, you've got a pretty, you, 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 you've got a pretty, uh, pretty bold goal for next year. You know, you got a pretty bold goal. Well, well I think you said yep. what, 80 new locations. Yep. Yep. So we want to sign 80 locations. They won't all be built out, but we want right, but they'll 80 be signed. new team, mm-hmm, 80 new members added to the fam. That's amazing. <laughs> well, if, if people want to get more information, um, about, the about the company about the products and about uh how to maybe even become a franchise partner uh what's the best way to get a hold of you yeah so our website at cobbleculture.com uh, or botanicalbrewing.com if you're interested in trying any of the cans we ship those across the country and botanical brewing is um you know here locally in, in cape coral 
if anybody is visiting for the season to come visit. But the franchise side is you just go on the Cobble Culture website, poke around, and you'll see franchising, how to become a franchisee. Well, I'm coming to, I'm coming down, okay. I'm, I'm coming to visit. I'm coming down. Yeah. Yep, yep, I'm gonna come okay. down. I'm gonna come down and come uh, come check out this 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 Kava bar. She, I might bring one back with me here to Maryland. You never know. There you go. I know we need one there. I was just gonna look and see if we had any inquiries. I think we do. Well, we do have some. We're inquiring, so you never know. There might be one popping up around you. There might be one. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's probably in the either Annapolis area or I'm gonna guess probably Southern Maryland. I'm gonna guess. So let me know if I'm right. I'm gonna guess probably <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe in Annapolis. I guess Annapolis would be a phenomenal area. To, oh my goodness, we're talking business now. Annapolis would probably be <laughs> great. Trust me, a great area for it. Uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Check it out. I love um, Annapolis. Yeah, it's like a yeah. sailing capital there. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you've got the the Naval Academy there. Uh, I mean, you would do business with those with those with those kids. Probably hand over fist. Um, uh, and you've got all the rich uh, yacht owners there, so I think Annapolis might be. You, you start doing some targeting in the Annapolis area. Yeah, right. Like it. <laughs> all right. Well, that that's for free consultation for me today. All right. Yeah, that's my. That's an exchange for the, for the cans. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. For that. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the invoice. <laughs> Hey, well, listen, folks, uh, if I'm going to drop the website in the show notes so you guys can go check out uh, Kava Culture. It really is really cool. Uh, they're 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 going to they're going to be a huge disruptor, I believe, um, in the industry. And they're going to do it uh, like a, like they said, they're going to help build family based businesses. Uh, they're going to help uh, help people get healthier while they enjoy a good time out with their friends and family. So I'm looking forward to seeing them do big things. And speaking of big things, I want you to drop the big elbow on the five-star review for this particular episode and go back in time to the past episodes and drop a big elbow and give me a big five-star review on every episode in Every episode on the site, five star reviews. <laughs> Every episode. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Start doing it right now. And but until next time, <laughs> fam, I want you to do three things: live your life. I want you to love your people, and always hustle hard. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love, and Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way.